Welcome everybody to the show. We are now at episode 20. This is huge for us. It's August 24th, 2020. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP and uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else. That right there is Rob. How are you? I'm doing good. How's it going? We're uh, on the home stretch here, boys. Things are starting to get exciting. Absolutely. That over there is Jordan. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really, really good. Good day, good weekend. Um, I had a couple of requests because um, everyone we talked about last podcast, episode 19, got hurt. So I'm hoping that we can talk about my neighbor uh, a couple of streets down. He just lights fireworks off of everything. So maybe we could talk to him, talk about him for a minute and he can stop that. Because my dog just runs a laps. Every single stinking firework that goes off, my dog's getting old and is driving me nuts. So hopefully he gets hurt. Oh, that's where it was going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like, All right. did I black out and miss three minutes of dialogue? I no <laughs> was, it, was it three minutes? No, no I'm saying I was, that. I was wondering where the hell That is annoying that in Jordan's defense. That's annoying. Oh, I, I hate, hate that. So okay, you want about- your neighbor to get injured? Yes. Like like maybe like uh, JPP and... With all those fireworks. No, I don't, I don't, no, not nothing not harsh. That Cause, not that bad. Because Miles Sanders is day-to-day, expected to be you know, ready for the season. We had uh, um, Melvin Gordon, yep. bruised rib. So I'm hoping that maybe he has something in between a bruised rib and like a soft tissue a little, injury. A little, a little day-to-day. I wouldn't give, care if Give your thumb. dog a break. Oh, I'd, yeah, say go, I'd say go week to week at least. Like maybe blow a fingernail off. I'm good till December. Like if he can, is he, if he's out to December, so I get a couple good nights sleeps. Because I, like I, two o'clock in the afternoon, the guy's lighting off fireworks. My dog's sound asleep. Guess what that means? It must be Corona time. Like everyone, it's like every weekend's a long weekend. It's not a long weekend though. My dog doesn't know what a long weekend is. Better to that's, do. That's what I Sets mean. Fireworks. Usually, so my dog, but it doesn't mean usually it's the go only crazy. time you have to worry about it is on the long weekends. But now it's like COVID every weekend. It's fireworks. So I think we talked about him. I hope he has like a lower thumb injury, maybe a shot to the thigh, <laughs> a dart, okay. a blow dart to the ass, something like that. Ideally. That's awesome. All right. Well, we got a great show. We have a couple of call in uh, questions from listeners this week. Uh, a little bit of news, and uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite players on the show today. So this is a this is a good one for episode twenty. We're looking forward to it. First up here, boys, we have a call in. Are you ready to listen and answer a question? Yes, sir. All right. So I have a question. Um, I'm in a ten team uh, PPR league, uh, one keeper, uh, and I have CMC. Now, is there any way that you would possibly trade CMC before the draft for draft picks, or is that just not an option? Just want to know your thoughts on that. All right. We appreciate that call. And and, uh, for anyone listening, we have a lot of new listeners actually here in the month of August. We're a new podcast. If you want to call into the show, please feel free. There's a link in every show description on your podcast platform. So, this is quite the question. It's a great question. It's a is it's CMC a tough tradable for picks? A one picks? keeper league, and he has CMC, so we have to assume that quite a number of the top running backs are already gone. Right. So, for picks, no, no way. If it's trade for picks, even if it was number one overall in this scenario, you would assume, like you said, probably six or seven of the top running backs are already keepers. 
So even first overall pick is not going to be enough for McCaffrey, in my opinion. So you're you're talking multiple picks, or if the guy with maybe a top three or four pick happens to also have a Barkley or Zeke as their keeper, maybe, maybe I'd consider McCaffrey and my 10th pick or 11th pick for a Zeke Barkley Something like top, that, eh? top two or three pick. Maybe, but man, that, it would be hard to part with old. Every CMC. time I hear someone say to me, is something for sale? It, it reminds me of 1993. And this movie called Indecent Proposal, starring Demi Moore. And she said, <laughs> I, wasn't I believe it was her husband, that. said, everything's for sale for the right price. So to me, if you if you have McCaffrey and, and you want to trade it up and, and maybe build your team around that, depending on what's offered, like it's, it's not a black and white answer. It's more like if, if you feel you can build your team, depending on what's offered to you, you you do have Christian McCaffrey, but that also means you're not giving him up for one draft pick. You're not you're not giving him up for um, Barkley straight up. So if you can build a solid team on draft picks in order to make your team better, everything's for sale, man. How long has it been since a RB1 has repeated itself? So if you can sell a guy in its prime and capitalize on that, I mean, I'm probably the worst person to ask this question because I love bartering. Like, I love it. I, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Guy. Yeah, so are you, though. We, we do the same thing. Yeah. Is our draft team is very seldom the same as what goes into the end of the year. In, so in, I, I do agree. Anybody anybody at the right price can be had. I, I never, and I don't think you do either, you never have one guy on your team that is just untouchable. So There's to flat out say, no, you're not going to trade him, I think you right. have to weigh every option. And and I think you have to take a, if obviously if you're trading Christian McCaffrey, it's a lot different than trading, um, I don't know, someone kind of uh, a Milky Way kind of galaxy. Everyone ha- like everyone sees it. Like someone who's 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 not a big deal. A middle of the road guy. Like you're not talking to Joe Mixon or yeah, or, or, or a Delvin Cook, something like that. I was just supposed to say Delvin Cook. You're the, talking okay. cream of the crop. Yeah, so and, you and going, you have to weigh out pros and cons. And going then, back to your analogy, Jordan, with uh, indecent proposal, he did sell, but then he wanted to kill everybody afterwards because of the regret. And I think that's what may happen if you trade CMC. You're going to be pissed off every dang week as this guy's putting up twenty to thirty points. And, I think she uh, could have done thing. a lot better than <laughs> I think it was Woody Harrelson, wasn't? I don't know. I can't remember. You, you here's the thing: a guy more. like a guy like. Christian McCaffrey, this is a player, if he does what he did last year, that one player can win you your league. So is there a trade price on a guy like that? I don't personally think there is. It would be be really, really tough. The short short answer probably is no. But again, what do you want? That's because it's two letters, and yes is three letters. (laughs) So the short answer is no. Oh but man! The long answer bad. is yes. Bad, bad. All right, <laughs> let's move on I hope, here, Maddie. I hope that answered your question. Probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> at least you, and don't watch indecent proposal. It's <laughs> I, VHS. One more call in here. Let's uh, give it a listen. Hey guys, this is at Chatham Jedi here. Absolutely love the show and the analysis. Today I got a suggestion and a question for you guys. My suggestion 
would be for the three of you to create and post an experts consensus rankings. Love to get some of your ideas of who should be going and where. My question for you today, I tend to follow the concept of drafting my QB and tight end in the later rounds looking for some value. But if you have your core starters, including your flex spots filled, do you think it's better to start filling depth on your bench? Or is this the point where I want to start securing the open starter positions of a QB and a tight end? Love to get your thoughts. And once again, guys, keep up the great work. Cheers. Hey, thanks, Chatham Jedi. That's awesome. Thanks for the call in. Uh, do you guys want to think about that question? And I'll unpack that that first suggestion that he yeah, had for us. Yeah, it's a great question. All right, wow. cool. So you guys think about that. With regard to the rankings thing, uh, obviously it's something that we've thought about. We're a brand new podcast and it would be something that would be fun to do. Uh, we have decided not to do that for right now. Not that we're ever going to say no, never. But for right now, we enjoy just doing commentary on fantasy football topics. Uh, is that kind of how you guys are feeling too? That's how I'm feeling right now. I, I think so. and I, We've talked about it before. I, I think uh, for how we do things, uh, when we start getting into rankings and and just numbers, we lose a bit of our uh, our chemistry and it gets a little blah. And we we try to keep these podcasts short, sweet, a little bit of entertainment. And I think for us, yeah, just going like rankings, like it's just not our thing. So, like like you said, we we talk about topics. We try to keep things light, uh, entertaining, and uh, but also like you said, never say never. Yeah, and I think, too, is it's not saying, like, once the season starts, uh, we're not going to have favorites to play every week or some guys that we should play over other guys or a bench or, like, that kind of stuff. Rankings is so hard to for us to put a nail on the hammer of a head, the head of the hammer. Is that how it goes? It's just... it's, it's Yes, it's exactly how the saying goes. Yeah, so... It's not saying that it's not something we should. We've discussed it. I don't know. I I think that what we're Fitting. doing, we just, we just kind of keep it, keep it good. Here's, yeah, here's what I'll we're, say: is that there are a ton of guys that are doing such a great job at rankings yes. and lists already exactly. in the space, and we appreciate all that work that they've done already, and we feel like we can do uh, something a little bit different with our podcast. And yeah. so, even that being said. This show is all about <laughs> players that we love, so it's going to be sort of kind of a list anyway without getting into rankings and things like that's, that. But That's ex- that's exactly what I was going to say, Ray. Like, yeah. If you listen to the, a few of our podcasts, you're going to get a feel of who we like in certain spots anyway, just generically and organically. We're, you know, you're going to you're going to get a feel for where we view guys. And even tonight, like we're going to talk about some guys that we don't want to leave the draft without. So you know what I mean? That's not necessarily a ranking, but you're going to see, you know, our thoughts on certain guys. And yeah, and to me, the biggest factor for myself is I don't know how to use like Microsoft Word or <laughs> any spreadsheet type thing. So it'd be so sloppy if you tried to do something. It'd be like probably. Okay. I, I how about how about his question? How about his question oh, he here, which was which oh, was yeah, a great yeah, yeah. question, um, a great call in all around. But the the question on he's got his. Uh, he, he wants to wait on quarterback. He fills out his starting roster of running backs, wide receivers, flex spots, all that. Now, do you take your starting quarterback at that point or do you fill out your bench depth? 
Wow. I think I think everybody's going to do this a little different. And I have always been a wait on quarterback guy to my detriment because I usually spend all season then trying to trade for a quarterback. I can second but, that, that you do that. You but, do that every year. But I am a I'm a stock my bench with running backs and wide receivers kind of drafter. And then I'll wait on a quarterback and a tight end. And I'm usually probably the last one to pick up both quarterback and tight end. But man, you look at a year like this year, I think quarterback in particular is so deep. When you're talking about um, like our main league that we play in is a 10 team league. And in that scenario in particular, I wait because so right now ADP for quarterbacks ranked 10 through 13 are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford. So if I can snag two of them with my last couple picks in the draft, uh, they all have different bye weeks uh, besides Rodgers and Stafford, I guess. But I'll play matchups with those guys and be quite happy. Yeah, I think it's it's a good philosophy to have if you have a draft where you... We've talked about this a lot before, is you have to know your league. So if someone who ke- who drafts a quarterback early is more than likely to draft another quarterback, you never want to feel forced into picking someone. So if you're sitting in the sixth, seventh round and there's a steal there, like a tight end that's that that you really want, you you believe in, you think he's gonna be he's gonna be a top five guy. I don't feel that who you pick in that spot. If you're just filling your bench, what's the point of filling your bench with a guy that you may drop in a couple weeks? But if there's a quarterback or a tight end there that you strongly feel, why wait? Grab them. Take who you want. I agree with that too. So so you have to know your league. You have to know the guys that you're playing against. And uh, and I know a lot of guys who who have drafted even Dak, uh, Jackson, all those kind of guys. When it comes late, we're, say, Robert, yourself in the 10th, round, eighth round, seventh round, whatever, something like that, you're going to pick your quarterback one. They're thinking, all right, I'm going to stock up my bench. I want Tom Brady to back up my Kyler Murray, or Great I point. want someone. So then you're then you're screwed. Then I you was don't just have gonna, anyone. I was just going to throw this out there with, with the whole COVID thing this year. I wonder if some of the backup quarterbacks will go off a little bit earlier than what they usually would because everyone wants one quality backup quarterback probably i think that's going to happen with the tight ends and the quarterbacks because you don't you can only dress one in most leagues unless you have a super flex or something like that so i think if you're looking at guys that are tight ends or quarterbacks that are ranked six to 14 something like that they're going to go quicker than than Someone who drafts a top four, a Zach Ertz, yeah. a Mark Andrews, they yep. may draft a Hurst or a Gasecki or anyone like that. That's a great just, point, man. Just to keep their roster It might full. be a bit bit different this year with the COVID thing. Yeah, that's a great point because usually you can just, well, I usually just pick one quarterback, one tight end. And then and play good, the wire. But, but, but can you really do that this year? And I think and most, even, most leagues will probably have an extended bench this year because of COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. You might get I, some backups. I also taken have been I've been burned many of times by waiting. That's the other side of it. You wait too long, and then yeah, like you were saying, Jordan, some of the guys, especially you know, you have five six picks before you, and all of a sudden they start taking their backup quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then you're not even looking at this ten to twelve, ten to thirteen range. All of a sudden, then you're picking guys that are 
you know, Daniel Jones is going to be your spur, yeah, starter, or like uh, which you don't Tannehill want. or someone like that, exactly, or a See, Derek you, Carr. I think it comes down to, <laughs> yeah, who would want Gross. that loser? <laughs> Again, like you were saying, I, I to go into a draft with a hard and fast rule is really, I think, I think you're screwing yourself by doing that. Like you have to be willing to adjust on the fly, as you're saying, George. Know your league. Um, for instance, in our main league, there's there's a few guys you know they're gonna they're gonna take two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to be aware of these things. And if, if a, if a Dak Prescott drops to like the sixth round, hell yeah, I'm taking him. doesn't matter if I only have one running or one wide receiver. I'm going to take Dak Prescott if he's there in the sixth round or if Drew Brees drops around, you know, eight or nine. Sure. I'm going to take those guys. So you have to be willing to adjust on the fly. That's all part of being a good drafter. Yeah. And, and the point is, is that, is that if, if, you're drafting Justice Hill just to have a bench spot or someone like First that. First of all, you had you had too many shots. No, I'm saying last year, not this oh, year. Oh, last I'm year. Okay. Like, like last, Justice <laughs> Hill had a lot of hype. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, like he was yes. he was supposed to be the guy. So if you're if, okay, I think this guy may have a chance. And there's still quarterback eight nines out there. Yeah. Good night. Like you, you might take as well the, take the quarterback. Up, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So why build up your bench when you know you have a quarterback that you can start every week and put up, you know, decent numbers as opposed to a flyer or Justice Hill. There's Who's, a lot of who guys you're like going to drop in week two. Yeah, and you're going to be then, paying for a quarterback. And yeah, I and and I've been in that scenario where I did wait in the quarterback and then I literally end up having to overpay to trade for a quarterback because, because someone I've, drafted I've, a good number yeah, two. Yeah, I've I've painted myself into the corner and now yeah, my team's awesome, but I have How no do you quarterback. Paint yourself into a corner. Can't you walk out of the room? Well, if you want paint on your bottoms of your shoes or you're painting the floor. I think you're painting the wall. I think yeah, I've always thought about was painting the floor, obviously. Because no, how do you paint yourself in the corner if you're painting exactly. the walls? I don't know. That's it. You know what? There you go. It's stuff like that that hey, really <laughs> gets me sometimes. Chatham Jedi, we appreciate the call in there, man. Thanks, Chatham. That and the other guy. That's question. cool, man. Matty? Matt? Yeah, Matt. That's great. Keep that's, the phone-ins coming. Good. Okay, one, uh, one quick note in the uh, injury boat. Kenyon Drake was uh, spotted in a walking boot. Now, the coach is saying it's precautionary. He came out and said on Twitter, it's precautionary. Man. (laughs) It's precautionary because he hurt his ankle. Yeah. Like, is (laughs) how high, if Kenyon Drake was out, how high would Chase Edmonds get drafted if Kenyon Drake was out for the first couple of games? He'd be up there. It would depend how many games he's going to miss. But Edmonds showed he has a lot of potential too. Like, there was... That was last year, right? Where Edmonds had some big breakout games before he got hurt as well. Um, I, man, I Drake talking about talking about uh, guys we like and don't like. There's something. It's just a gut feeling. I got a bad feeling about Kenyon Drake, man. He's flashed before, and I think just because he had his big games at the end of the year, it's recency bias. I know he went to a new team, but he's done this before, and. Man, if he's already starting to get banged up, oh, for how high he's getting drafted, doesn't this? That's, that's uh, this one. This reminds I might... me. This reminds me what so much right? of uh, um, Derrick Henry, though. Last yeah. last preseason, yeah. Derrick Henry no. had this big injury, 
Yep. And then all he did was go out and be a top five, six running back in the league. See, hey, I've been wrong once before. Today. <laughs> six minutes <laughs> ago about painting into a corner. Five, or five four seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny because on Drake, Drake's uh, Twitter, he's like, uh, I've been here before. Don't worry. Trust me. I'm okay. Yeah. So, but what I find interesting is literally like 48 hours before this whole thing went down, Bruce Arenas, <laughs> Arians, was telling, was building him up saying. Just go with the Arenas from now on. Arenas? Bruce yeah, Arenas. Stick with it. Was saying like, I think Gus Edwards could be a starter in this league. So, is there more to this? Am I playing Columbo? Like, I don't yes. know. Like, like it just seemed... Gus Edwards to me, or Chase Edmonds? Chase Edmonds. Okay, yeah. Gus Edwards plays for Baltimore. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah no yeah. problem. No problem. So he was saying that, you know what, this guy could be a star in the league, this and that. And then 48 hours yeah. in the future, we're doing one of those TV shows. <laughs> They're saying, yeah, all of a sudden I'm in a walking boot. So is he pumping up his, you know, second year guy? I think he's second year, third year, something like that. Is he saying, like, you know what, we're trying to get this guy more reps, we're trying to do this because we know Drake has an injury? Or are they saying, no big deal, Drake's good. This is Hang on a second. With- Bruce, Bruce Arenas is the coach for the Buccaneers. What are we talking about right now? Yeah, you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Dude. But Cliff you're Kingsbury, all- no, I know what you're saying. Kingsbury. Yeah, what the heck? What am I... <laughs> I don't know, man. You do I the love same it, thing though. I do. You mix up I, I got totally with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> no, you know what? I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but you know Cliff what? Kingsbury last... did say that about Chase Edmonds. Yes. yes. And that's yes. my point. <laughs> For the last three minutes, anyone listening to this podcast like, these guys are freaking idiots. <laughs> this is why we don't do rankings, people. But it was the same thing with me. <laughs> I can't yeah. do a spreadsheet on the, the coaches <laughs> we, of the How can we do NFL? rankings? We don't know who plays for who and who coaches for who. Yeah. No, that's I, my bad. There is something with Tampa Bay and Arizona and... The, and and can't it's all the red teams in Kansas City. What did I do they there? With me. That was to, that man. I'm sorry. Anyway, your point stands. It's the, you had the right point. You're just the names were all the off. wrong coach. You know what? Because I was looking at I wrote down Gus Edwards wrong. No, it was because you it were so pumped. For the, you were so pumped to use the <laughs> and I'm like, man, joke. I'm going to use this point and it's going to be a great point. Gonna and then so I just totally yeah. screwed this up. <laughs> you were thinking about the joke too much. <laughs> I was talking. Are you guys not talking about Ronald Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, my bad. Hey, you know what, though? I All these things, this is just, again, without preseason, man, this makes this draft coming up so much tougher because these are things we're, these are things that probably would have been, been kind of hashed out a little bit and we would see through a few preseason games who the guy's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so hard, man. And just I just have a weird feeling. It's a gut feeling. It's not based on anything. It's just a guy that I'm avoiding is Kenyon Drake. And you can throw a million stats at me while you like him. My gut is just something's something's off. All right. I like it. Like some bad sushi. Guys, let's move in. I'm kind of excited about this. This is our favorite players of 2020. Uh, these are guys that we just we have to have them on our teams. Yes, um, we might reach for them a couple of rounds, and if anyone from our league is listening, you're going to get the inside scoop here on some players that we like. But that's okay. This, yeah, eh, it's okay. It's like. all right. 
So uh, who wants to start us Anyone off here in our with, league with a guy? Turn this podcast off now if you're in our if you're in our league. <laughs> I think Ryan. I wish we had off. a drop or like some kind of cool sound effect to lead us into this segment, but we don't. Do so we're just going to talk. Leave your draft without this guy. Don't use who that. wants to cut go first? Out. Cut that out, Ryan. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to go, go first. first. You never go first. All right, it's my first guy is not a shock at all. It's Josh Jacobs, running back, Las Vegas Raiders. I, I back it up too. I had the opportunity in our main league to keep him or Michael Thomas. I chose to keep Josh Jacobs over Michael Thomas. Walk the walk. My my main feelings on Josh Jacobs is he already proved himself as a runner last year. And coming out of college, he was a great pass catcher. If he just pumps those passes up, those catches up just a little bit up into like the 40 catches. This, this guy's going to be a top five running back at his position, and I don't mind keeping him over Michael Thomas uh, with that projection. What do you guys yeah, think? It's, it's funny that uh, they, they signed Theo Riddick, and everyone yeah, that just doesn't started. Bother me. No, exactly. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Everyone's like, oh, my past catching. Yeah, he was good at what he did like eight years ago, but it's just a, a depth move. So this, uh, it, it is Josh Jacobs backfield. Yeah, I believe I agree with this 100%. I mean, okay, everybody's saying, well, they didn't use him in the passing game last year. Maybe it was because Coach Nudie's doing the dude had a messed up shoulder. If you've ever had a hurt shoulder, one of the hardest things to do is raise your hands above your damn head. What do you have to do almost every time you catch a ball? Raise your damn hands above your head. He After had a you mess- catch it or before you catch it? Like this, going like this. Trying to catch oh, it. Or you have to raise your hands. I thought you didn't touch something. People yeah, you can were visualize doing it. Listen, yeah. you tell me that's a huge thing. The dude's shoulder was screwed. He couldn't lift yeah. his arms up. From week so seven on. I, I honestly think I honestly think that alone was a huge reason why he wasn't using the passing game and he wasn't out there. Why have him out there on third downs to block and again take potential hits to his shoulder? When he couldn't catch the ball anyhow, yeah, throw the backup or the uh, Rich Richard or whoever in there. Like, it doesn't matter. This year, if he comes in healthy and all he has to do is add 20, 30 catches to what he did last year, and we talked about that last week. He didn't have many last year. 27 and, last and week. And we're talking, we're talking a top five running back. I love that pick. All right, Jordy, who's, who's your number one guy, your favorite player of 2020? My favorite player of 2020 is Lamar Jackson. Everyone says sleep, wait, take it easy, take a nap. Everyone's going to draft. Grab your guy later on. Lamar Jackson's going to drop. I don't want this guy to drop. I want this guy on my team. I think he's he's got a better offense. He's got a better offensive line. He's got a better wide receiving corp. He's got everyone around him to make him exceed what he did last year. Last year, I think... Exceed. Exceed. I think that he he has a better chance. He's going to break records. I like Patrick Mahomes. I think there's the Super Bowl funk going in there. Mm-hmm. I think that Patrick uh, uh, Lamar Miller or Lamar Miller Lamar Jackson has something to prove. He has something that he wants to make this team. He's they've built it around him. He's going to run the ball as much. He's going to he's got rid of uh, Hayden Hurst, other tight ends. Andrew's going to have a year good year. He's got who he wants. He has Duvernay. Who's lighting it up in practice? He's got Dobbins, who's brought another element in there that catches the ball. 
it's just going to make the whole defense not be as focused on him. So he's going to be able to pass the ball a lot better. And he's been working on it. And I love Harbaugh. I think the coach plays to his strengths. And I think Lamar Jackson's going to put up crazy numbers. So I'm not waiting on a quarterback. As everyone else is doing, I'm taking Lamar Jackson as soon as I can get him. And then I'm going to be guaranteed a, a high-end uh, I'm going to be guaranteed high-end points at a position where where other people are reaching. I'll be fine. So even so, say you're middle of the second round in a redraft league, and Lamar Jackson's there. Are you taking him that high? Yeah, so one thousand percent. You believe you believe he's going to re- repeat what he did last year? I think he's going to be better than what he did last. If year. If he's better than what he did last year, he's worth taking number one overall. <laughs> Honestly, right. Yeah, talk about a guy that just wins you weeks. He did that last last year. I have a and, feeling but, his wh- I have a feeling you, his rushing touchdowns might be down a bit, but I think he might make up on for that because you're going to have a healthy Hollywood, and that's another dude that just wasn't healthy last year. He had he was nothing. Hurt all last he had year. nothing to work with last year. Yeah, nothing. So you have a healthy Hollywood. You have got so he, maybe his running his running game takes a step backwards, mm-hmm. but. When he takes a step backwards, he's juking left, right, center, and he's making up for it when he throws the ball. This guy is an, is a joystick. He is ama- not yeah. only is he one of the best in the league, but he's so much fun to watch. And if I can't enjoy watching fantasy football with the guys that I own, that's a great. What fun man. is it? You know. Yes. So if 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 you were not to draft, let him go by, and then you're playing the guy with Lamar Jackson, you're like, ah oh, man. Yeah. Love Zoot. it. It's- it's so true. There's nothing better than when you have one of those exciting guys on your fantasy team, man. You're so right. Like you, you do not miss a Baltimore game when you have Lamar Jackson on your team. You yeah. become a Baltimore Ravens fan. Like that's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, who's your first guy? Uh, I think this is someone. If anybody's listened to a few podcasts, you'd be picking up on this. But I'm, I'm going for Cam Akers. Especially with a like our league's a one keeper. He's a guy I think that in 2021 could be my keeper. You can get him in uh, sixth round, late sixth round, early seventh round, and he's just in a good spot. He's he's a guy that his last year in college over a thousand yards rushing, 30 receptions, four receiving touchdowns, along with his 14 rushing touchdowns. He played behind at Florida State, one of the worst offensive lines in college and and he's still produced he's just he's he's one of the best pass catchers coming out of college uh which is perfect for uh for the rams offense mcveigh yeah. um yeah, yeah mcveigh's offense it's that's what you want you want a guy that can catch the ball we saw what he did when Gurley was the number one running back a lot of that was on the back of his receiving Absolutely. yards and yep. touchdowns right so i think cam Akers just fits right in with that um, you can get them at a decent price as opposed to some of these other rookies that are costing you a lot. And, uh, I just, I just got a good feeling about him already. Um, oh my goodness. I'm Henderson. Henderson. Henderson is hurt already. They're saying yeah, he's probably yeah. going to miss at least week one. Brown isn't going to get it done. Guys are saying that, uh, everybody's saying, well, they're, they're, they're the defenses they have to face before the buy are all some of the best rushing defenses that the Rams had to face. That may be true, and I think that may actually play into Akers getting the job because Brown, he's just not as talented. 
Yeah. And and Akers can catch the ball. So maybe because they're playing tough rush defenses, having a guy like Akers that can get outside, catch the ball, uh, maybe it negates some of those those tough rushing defenses they have to have to face. So uh Cam Akers, I'm I'm taking him in every draft I can get, and I will reach a little bit um if I have to to get the guy because I just think the upside is is huge. I think he landed in the perfect spot. He's been undervalued, he's a big dude, 220 pounds. And uh, can catch the ball. Love it. A perfect spot for him. Yeah, I have, I have no argument with that, especially if he takes over that girly role. That's awesome. Okay, we each have one more guy that we're going to talk about of our favorite players from this year. I'll, I'll go with my number two is DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Love Jacksonville Jaguars. I had this guy last year. He, was, he, he really broke out last year in his second year. He's going into his third year now. Gardner Menchu's back. Menchu loves him. He loves throwing deep to him. And I think the addition of Jay Gruden's offense is only going to help DJ Chark this year. Yeah, they got some other pieces there, but Chark is the clear number one to me. And you're getting him in like the fifth round. And he might turn out to be, he he has the upside of a number one wide receiver. And, and the Jags defense is... Terrible. trash now oh, it's yes. just been destroyed they're gonna and they're gonna be a crappy team probably which means they're gonna be chasing points so you can yeah i agree with that man menchu to chark all day because they're gonna be playing catch up jordy number two my number two is um another rookie that we have it's he's kind of going under the radar although he's he, he's kind of upticked a little bit in deandre swift with the uh lions because even carry on johnson's like I'm at one with my brace. Like that's never a good sign. Oh, like you I know what I mean. That. I hated that. Like quote, you can't. Man. You can't say, man. Uh, yeah, I'm good being like not as good as my, yeah. the rookie. And he's yeah, building. I'm, him I'm up. broken and I'm okay with it. Yeah, but you know what? And he and he even said he's like, I see what Swift does, he, and and he's like, all I can say is good job. He's like, because yeah. I can never do that. And Stafford, I think last year when he was healthy, the least amount of attempts he had in a game was 30. So if, if if Stafford is throwing the ball at least 30 times, up to like 45 times last year, mm-hmm. he's dumping it off. And this is where Swift thrives. This is where Swift is like, this is the missing element in that Detroit Lions offense. I love DeAndre Swift. I think that he's going to catch like six, seven, eight up to 10 balls a game, plus the rushing. Carrion's not going to hold up the U-Haul. He's going to be throwing <laughs> stuff out the back. Like, there's no way he's a moving truck. He's not moving the lines. He's They're going to throw Swift in there when they need him. And he's going to he's gonna do what, what Detroit has been looking for for a long, long time. And they're just going to be infatuated with this guy. And Swift's going to turn out to be an RB2, a solid, solid RB2. And where you can get him right now? Seventh he's a round. steal. Yeah. Seventh he's a, round. He's down there too, man. And by the I'm, end, I'm really starting the, to come around on Swift too. I, yeah, I was skeptical just because, like, how many times we've been we've been sold a bill of goods on Detroit. Oh, this this guy's different. This yeah. this Detroit Lions running back's different. But I think Swift is truly different. And yeah, with all that stuff with uh, with Johnson, uh, oy, Johnson pretty much folded folded the 
the the the, the paper towel and had a cup of tea for him and said, you know what, join my party. Take it. You're the host. Yeah, take it. Exactly. And maybe he's almost like he's resigning himself as, hey, I'll be, I'll just kind of be the complimentary he, player. You exactly. Do thing, which is awesome. I mean, Carrion's yeah. obviously a team player. He wants to win too, right? So if he realizes his limitations and sees what Swift can do, can do. He's the complimentary nut. Perfect. Perfect. Robbie, number two. Okay, quickly. Uh, I won't say much on this guy because everyone knows Terry McLaurin is a stud. Mm. He last year, he was my big fab explosion. I fabbed out all over this guy in week one last year. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I, I think I blew half my fab on this guy <laughs> and it paid off. <laughs> it paid off. He was awesome. And I think he's going to just uh, build on that this year. He, he had a little lull in the middle of the season, a little bit against some tough matchups. I think it was uh, Miami, or sorry, Minnesota and Buffalo and maybe San Francisco, just going off the top of my head. But then he just, his last his last three games he played in, in, in the regular season there, uh, he didn't play week 17, so it was 14, 15, 16, which are the fantasy playoffs. He was outstanding. The guy's a stud. He's one of the fastest players in the NFL. And he's a big dude. Like you kind of think, oh, these fast guys like a Tyreek Hill, they're small. He's like, oh shoot, like 210, 220 pounds. Like he's he's a big dude, six feet tall. So he's got the speed, the size, one of the best route runners. Going into year two, Haskins should be a little better, uh, a little more acclimatized to the to the starting role. So um, Terry McLaurin, you can get him nice, you know, around the third round perfect wide receiver too and i think the just to add to that is the the uncertainty in the washington running back game as to his value huge yes because you know they're going to go to him all the time agreed love it there's only there's only up to go for terry McLaurin. i i agree so there's our six players that we love in 2020 josh jacobs lamar jackson um cam Akers, dj chark DeAndre Swift, and Terry McLaurin. Go get them, people. All right. That's the end of the show. We appreciate the call-ins this week, and uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. Thanks to Rob and Jordan, and we'll see everybody next Tuesday. All right? Peace out, boys. Thanks.